0: Sorry, This afternoon, we thank God for it. Showers of blessings. Do we need the showers of blessings? Amen. We talked about a shower this morning, did we not? Yeah. Concerning the shower of the latter rain. And we're looking forward to it as it starts to drip upon us. So we need all the showers that we, we can stand. So we praise the Lord for Amen. that this morning. We thank God for his Sabbath. We thank God for each and every one of you. We thank God for this day that he has given us. We thank God for getting us through this week. Uh, little ups and downs and trials, but God's power is available to us at all times, So we thank him for giving that to us. We want to welcome those joining us on uh, social media. We want to welcome those joining us uh, on the conference line. We want to say happy Sabbath from Remnant Seed Ministries. Now let's join, if we can, uh, in a word of prayer so we can see what the Lord would have us to know for today. Our Father and our God, again, in the name of Jesus Christ, the righteous, we bow to your merciful throne today, thanking you so much for the privilege to come, Lord, and sit at your feet. And we ask as we open up this service that your spirit would bless us with its presence. Lord, bless those all over the world who are honoring you as the only true and living God. We ask that you would bless them, Lord, with your presence as well. Lord, may your ministers speak with power and great authority so your people may hear and obey. And Father, again, forgive us. For the sins we've committed against you, those that we are aware of, and those, Lord, that we don't know anything about, we ask that you wipe the slate clean so we may begin anew and go and sin no more. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen. Amen. Once again, happy Sabbath. Sabbath. Is it a happy Sabbath? It has to be, because you are alive and well on this great planet Earth, and you're here serving the Lord. So what else is there? I want you to understand, we're going to look at this subject of choice today, and that don't feel too bad, because this has been an issue forever, the choice to choose God. Amen? He gave us that choice. And so if we would start our study today in the book of Joshua, chapter 24. There's always been a choice, and that's the kind of God we serve. God is not a God of force. God is not going to force you into loving him. He's not going to force you into keeping his commandments. He's going to give you a choice. And every time we exercise that choice, for right or wrong, it is our exercise. Amen? Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. See, there was sets of gods. Before the flood, one day, we're going to get to that before the flood. You just hang on. We're going to get to what happened before the flood. But there were gods people served before the floods, and there are gods where? He said, I need you. And he said, I need you to put all those things down and serve the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which were uh, which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood of the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. That was their problem anyway. They had already done that. That's why they were in Egypt. That's why they were walking in the wilderness thousand years, 40 years. That's because they had chose to serve another god. So now here we are. is back at this thing again. It says, look, make the choice. Make the choice. See, Joshua, he was a leader of a bunch of indecisive people. You know how we are. I mean, they are. Israel was known for flip-flopping, and they would flip-flop depending on the current circumstance. It's nothing like a current circumstance that'll get you in or out of God. Amen? But there's a portion that we have to go ahead and start exercising, and that's to stay with him through the end, right? Because the the disadvantage of not staying is we never get to know God. We always get off at the first stop. You know, you're supposed to be going from Memphis to California on the Amtrak, and you get off at Little Rock. You don't get to see the mountains and the beautiful, the the plains and all those great things. You got off because the the train made a funny noise. Isn't that right, y'all? Uh-oh. oh, i am not going to, no, I'm going to get off. That, that don't sound right. As if you know what a train's supposed to sound like. <laughs> what we have to understand is that we just stay on the train because you might get caught in Egypt this time. You might not be able to get out of Egypt this time. Amen? Because if you keep going back to Egypt, you'll start thinking that Egypt is a good idea, so you'll stop looking to get out of it again. Then that's what happened. We were, they were walking in the wilderness, and, 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 and the people said, Oh, Lord, if we were just back in Egypt. They actually forgot the 400 years of oppression and they start thinking about the cucumbers and the leeks and the food that they had. We're out here starving. There was no moment in time in the 40 years that these people lacked food. Why? Because God says, You're my people. I'm going to take care of you. Did He not? So, why were they flip flopping? Because they didn't believe, Mm -hmm. they didn't trust. But in 1 Kings 18, Elijah had the same issue. Let's go to verse 21. 1 Kings 18, 21, he had the same issue. The people, this is how God approaches us. If I'm God, follow me. If Baal be God, follow him. And you know what the people said? They're trying to hedge their bets. Well, I'm not sure who's going to win, so uh, I'm not going to say nothing. He said, and the people answered him not a word. You know, well, you know, I'm not sure, you know, because we got, we got how many prophets? There were 400 prophets of Baal, and there was another 450 or something. So we had close to 1,000 prophets on Baal's side, so you didn't want to go against them. And you got this one dude who's yelling at folks that Ahab hates. They've been looking for him all these years. And, and so he said, well, they're not going to know that. So he said, let me take you by there. And, all, and then you see the wolf, the wolf that you didn't see. Now you see him, oh, Lord left me. No, the Lord is bringing you away from the wolf. Okay? And so the next trial comes through. He's bringing you out of there. You didn't know where you were and where he's trying to take you. So on the road, you're going to have these issues and you're going to have these these problems, but all you have to do is believe. God's not putting you on a road to death. He's putting you on a road to eternal life. And eternal life costs Christ everything. So if uh, we talked about this morning, when you furnish your house with goodwill furniture, and God says, trust me, I'm going I'm to do something for you. I want to make your house better, than, but you've got to be willing to let go. But do you have so many memories with that Goodwill furniture? Oh, we went out and bought it when we didn't have it, $4, and, and, and we, we found a can of paint and we painted it. Lord, don't take that my favorite table from me. God says, look, would you let me help you? Make a choice. Choose me. He'll, he'll, he'll take that old raggedy table you thought was nice and give you I don't know this scripture. But Luke 16, chapter 13, Jesus said that we cannot serve two masters. And this is why. In verse 13 of Luke 16, he says, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will what? Hate the one and love the other, or, he, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now look at this. That is the circumstance. Every time you make a choice, you are loving one and hating the other. That's why you can't serve two. You can't love both of them. That's like you married to two women. Okay. I know we got some people to do that. You can't do that. Not the women in here, I know you can't. Man. He said, look, you're going to love this one and hate this one. But God says, you can't love me and walk with me and then love my enemy in that way, right? We, we get this? Amen. He said, you, because you take the position of hate toward God when you embrace Satan, and you take the position of hate toward Satan when you embrace God. There is no middle ground. So when we are doing this, love, hate, love, hate, love, hate, that it makes you schizophrenic. It makes you... Not right. It makes, it makes you want to go down and, 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 and you need to get some help at the clinic. You need something to help you because your mind is gone. And that's why we got all these unstable people out here. Choosing to serve God and then choosing to stay with God are two different things. Amen? And, and, and to stay with the Lord, we must have trust in God's way. Is the, is, is, we got to trust that His way is the best way. Does that make sense? If you don't trust that God's way is the best way, you're not going to endure. You're not going to stay. You're going to swear, I got another way of doing this. Right. Amen? Right. If we are in and out of God, we never truly give ourselves the opportunity to experience experience God. Man, I wish I could go back home. Right. I got two sons right now that really appreciate home right now. Amen. Those Amen. bills start hitting the mailbox. No, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, all, everything's online now. Start hitting, hitting the email. All right. $78 utility bill. All right. Rent, $4,000, whatever it is. <laughs> it keeps hitting. So let us stay home. Amen. Let us choose God. Amen. And so we can endure the issues that He's going to take us through because all He's trying to do is clean us up. He's trying to get us to a place where we can know Him better and that we can serve Him better and we can serve our fellow man better. Amen? Amen. Go to James 1 if you would. See, our issue is trust. It's always been trust. With Eve, it was trust. She didn't trust that God was giving her all the information that she needed. God knew that there was a whole different realm she knew nothing about. God knew that she didn't need to know anything about that. It wasn't good for her to know that this this demon, this devil, was out here. She didn't need to know that death was possible. She didn't need to know these things, but God was shielding her from it because he wanted her to have this wonderful, happy life. But she didn't trust that. She got conned into believing there was more. No, even though there was more, that the more was for her. Amen? It was not for her. It was not for us to know these things. We shouldn't have to go through the hell we go therein, And we say, yeah, Lord, but it doesn't look like it's, it's moving fast enough. I think we need to go this other direction. I've been going this other direction all my life. I don't. God says, look, walk there in, man. I'll be right here when you learn to trust me. That's what I love when he says, I don't change. He said, if I change, you'll be consumed. He said, I'm just going to be right here. Now, you know, I'm there for you, but I'm going to be right here. So all of our knucklehead activities, I know none of y'all, maybe me. All of my knucklehead activities from day one to yesterday, God gives me an opportunity to make a choice. And I have found over the years that choosing him and trusting him is the best way to go. And not, I'm sorry. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Think about that. We are out here claiming blessings. Blessings, showers of blessings. we just going to get Blessings. He said, you're not receiving anything from me if what? If you are undecided about me, if you're tossed to and fro. He said, let that man think he won't receive anything of the Lord because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You dating somebody. Yeah, amen, bro. (laughs) You out here dating somebody and they can't make a decision on you. Well, I I don't know. I like, I mean, I love you, but I think I love somebody else too. Decision made. (laughs) Go. (laughs) Bye. Aren't you glad God's not like you? Because God said, okay, bye, go. But, 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 But I was just playing. But a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Everything that you do. He said all your ways. Everything about your life is going to be unstable. Everything is going to be off. Everything is going to be what it what, what it has to be because you're not trusting God. Do you know if you trust God and endure and stay with him, things will balance out? He talked about a parable. When the winds coming at us and we're unstable, it, it's a great fall because we always reach and we don't know what to reach for. We're going to reach for God this time. We're going to reach for, for uh, 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 Satan this time. We're going to reach for chemo this time. We're going to reach for herbs this time. We're going to reach for a biscuit this time. We're going to reach for, you see how crazy that is. Amen. That's why I say you're unstable. We got to make a choice, not only to choose God, but to choose to stay with him. See, the reason that we are in and out of God is that we operate from a selfish point of view. Now, he gave us this this morning. It blew me away. might not blow you away, but it blew me away. He said the reason that we are in and out of God is because we come at him and we operate from a selfish point of view with God. We are looking for God. No, we're looking for a God that will give us the desires of our unconverted heart. And, and, And we are looking for a God that will serve us. Instead of us serving him. See, if God doesn't come when we want him to come, we're going to find another one. Because selfish, a selfish mind will do that. Amen. Amen. I want what I want when I want it. Lord, you're not moving fast enough, I'm going to find me another God. Amen. I know nobody says that out loud, but that's what the actions are. Amen. Amen. Lord, then we start saying, Lord, you understand. Yeah. We make statements like, Lord, well, you know, uh, uh, you know that I, I, had to, I had to have it done and, and, and you know, I couldn't wait any longer. Even though the scripture says, Wait, I say on the Lord. Be of good courage, you'll strengthen your heart. He said, Serve me. He said, Prove me, but serve me. Amen? So when we're looking for God to give us everything our unconverted heart wants, what kind of God is that? But his name is called Satan. Satan says, If I can keep you unconverted, I'll give you anything you want. Ask all the artists. Ask all the popular people. Ask all the, the, the Hollywood stars. I, you go out there with an unconverted heart, and all you want is a car, a house, VIP treatment at the club. I want free alcohol and dope and drugs. And you get all that in about six months. You say, well, this ain't what I thought it was. Now, we've never gone to that extreme, I pray. Amen. But in our own little way, we do that. We lean toward the thing that's going to fulfill our selfish hearts and we'll follow it. And what's, un- what's unfortunate about that, we don't know Jesus enough to know that that ain't Jesus. Because you know why? Oh, I was blessed. God blessed me. Amen. Now, be careful about these things. Be prayerful about these things. God might not be in that thing you just received, but I prayed for it and he gave it to me. You think the devil wasn't listening to you? Because remember, the heart is unconverted, so who's in charge of the heart? The, 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 the enemy of souls. He put that in your heart. And now you're saying, Lord, I need this. Devil said, cha-ching, here you go. And then you, you get this false understanding of your relationship with God. And you think that God did that. And so, guess what? If I keep doing that, if that keeps happening in my life, then I'm gonna just be walked down the path. Until Satan gets me to a point, he said, that was me all the time. And you saw your unconverted heart asking for it. You might want to run that by his desk. Lord, if this is your will, I need this. Because you'll go get this. You'll go to a car lot, and you'll see this beautiful car, Brother Lonnie. It's beautiful on the outside. Now, you used to sell cars, so you know it's some foo-foo in the game. Uh, so uh, you go and, 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 oh man, this is, and, you know, the, the, and beware when the man don't start the car. <laughs> oh, look at these rims. This is beautiful. Look at all the, oh, the, the, the plush leather. Everything is just beautiful. And it smells so good. And you just fall in love with that car. And you say, Lord, bless me with this car. I need this car. I need this car. And you say, well, if God doesn't do exactly what we ask for, He's still God. But if God, in our case, if, we don't, if we don't do, he doesn't do exactly what we ask for, we push him aside. Let's stop pushing God aside, amen? We need to run to God instead of running away from God. Sister Shaw brought that out today, that we need to be in the bosom of God. We need to understand that that's the safest place to be. And whatever happens in there is fine, isn't it? We must know that God is, giving, is a giving God. He is a providing God. He is a loving God that's the issue. We need to know that this day. He is that God. And if you believe that, then it doesn't matter what trial you're going through. Because God says, I'm a loving God. I'm a giving God. I'm a protector God. I got you. Don't sweat this. Go to Psalms 84. And I want you to know this for a fact. Because we got to stop flip-flopping. We're going to get caught No good thing will be withheld from them that what? That walk uprightly. See, there's always this issue with us. God says he lays out his plan for us. And all we have to do is what he's told us to do with his plan. He said walk uprightly. How do you walk uprightly? You trust him. You walk in the steps he has prescribed for you. Don't question the steps. We need to stop questioning the creator of the universe. Stop putting more stuff on him. Because we'll put something on Jesus, won't we? Oh, the Lord. Because it's our personal point of view. We want everybody to do it the way we do it. Don't you know that every individual in here will get to Christ in a different way? Because you start from a different point. Your experiences are different. Your backgrounds are different. Everything about you is different. And so if I say you have to go this way or you don't find Jesus... As if you God. See, that's what that does. It puts you in a position that I am the authority on heaven. You need to get your pointy hat, a staff, and go to Rome if that's your position. Amen? Need to get you a little hat and go to, 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 to outside of Washington, D.C. <laughs> and sit in a general conference. If that's your position, mm. you need to go here in Memphis. You got, you got to get to him the way he can get us to get to him. Amen? Amen. But you got to trust him. I don't care how you get there because yeah. it's going to be a road, y'all. Yeah. It's not instantaneous. You might instantly be justified, but you're not going to be instantly san- I mean, uh, full of uh, what do you call it, sanctification. Mm. You got to walk this thing. Mm. Amen? Amen? And so every day you learn more about him, and all of a sudden you'll realize it's not you. It's the presence of a spirit in you. And so that's why it takes away vanity. But you can't go and say, I, I am like the most, and you forget that that's what Lucifer said. So understand that. The reason that we must be committed to walking uprightly is because the bright nature of God can't operate in a sinful environment. Y'all don't believe that. Luke 5. Y'all all all right? I was in a other man's pulpit yesterday. And I forgot where I was for a minute. I started using scriptures. I said, oh, sorry. I had to turn around. Hey, I'm sorry. I forgot I was in your church. And then I turned back around. I said, that was probably one of the most insulting things I could have said. And I, I said, Lord, Lord, sorry. But, I, but the Lord was talking to me, through me, I hope. I pray. We were talking about some things, and only God's word can explain them. And so let's always remember something about wherever you are, sometimes only God's word can explain this thing to you. So that's why we go through scriptures. Amen? Amen. So we got, but we got to know something. Let's go to 8411. No, I mean, I'm sorry, Luke 6, Luke 5, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 5. Because the reason that we must be committed It's because God cannot operate in the darkness of sin. I want you to think about this when we read this. In in Luke chapter 5 and verse 36, And he spake also a parable unto them. No man putteth a piece of a new garment upon an old. If otherwise, then both the new maketh a rent, and the piece that was taken out of the new agree not with the old. And no man putteth new wine in old bottles else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled, and the bottles shall perish. But new wine must be put where? In new bottles, and both are preserved. See, we have to allow God to empty us of the darkness in us. He can't put any new. When you're clinging to the old, when you're clinging to the mold, the moldy cloth you got, the old rusty bottle you got, He said, I need you to let that go. I can't put my new in you because it will will destroy everything that you know about. He said, this mindset has to change. These habits are going to have to change. Don't you know that this is a new way? All things become new. Old things are passed away. That's what he said, didn't he? And so we got to get to that point where we say, okay, Lord, I'm good with that. He said, I can't put me in you until you decide to let me clean you up. And we talked this morning. I didn't say hasn't it been easy or hasn't it been cupcakes and ice cream sorry Steve other? No. Oh. Was... oh man yeah see we forget how bad it was when we were crying out to God why were you crying out to God in the first place because what you were doing wasn't working oh Lord I just can't live like this no more help me Lord and the Lord help you. And all of a sudden, it's a help, but I thought I was not going to have any issues. You are the issue. <laughs> You're still there, so there are still issues. So he's cleaning us up. He's getting us ready. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. I want to tell you something. God's trying to put something in us, but he, he, he wants to take something out. He wants to make the new bottle. Amen. He wants to do that because he wants to put all of him in you. But he's got, he can't put all of him in an old bottle. That mind has to change. You have to be willing to be reformed. Amen? Amen. Anybody ready to be reformed? Amen. Yes. It's a blessing to be reformed, yes. especially when you're blind, crippling, crazy in the first place. Yes. He yes. said, let me heal your leg. I love this that you have not even conceived of. Yes. But when you, in the end, you come out as pure gold. Yes. So let's go ahead and ride the wave of God. And it'll be all right. And everybody that you know might turn their backs on you. They might talk real bad about you. Because you said, what do you want me to do, God? I want you to go there. I want you to do this. But they're going to talk. Let them speak. Amen? Amen? What's weird about this is once you do that, once you walk with God and, and you get to the other side because you endured, You know, you went through the trials, the tribulations. You went through the ups and downs. You went through the health crisis. You went through all those things that come with following God. When you get to the other side, guess what? They, they're looking. They're looking because they didn't have the heart to make the trip. But once you made the trip, then they all they going to claim that, yes, yes, that's the way. Yes, we've always known that. Be okay with that, y'all. You got to be okay with that. Because it wasn't you in the first place. Your ego should not be shattered. Well, they didn't give me credit. It wasn't you in the first place. Just thank God that however he got them there, they, he got that. Amen? There's some faith that he gave you hope. Everybody doesn't have that. So be willing to be ridiculed. Amen? Talk about me. If I can get to the other side, I'm good. Oh, brother, y'all, he ain't no good. Yeah, but I'm standing over here looking at y'all. And I got to be the type of Christian that says, come, come on, come on. And if I have to go get a boat, come on. That's how we got to be. Because I, I, I'm, and I'm warning you, I'm encouraging you this morning. We're going to the other side. And when we get there, we got to be willing to help somebody who just dogged you going over there, who gave you trouble. You, you're going to have sand ballots in your life. You know, we want to we wanna help you. We wanna, he said, man, I don't have time to come off this wall because I'm on a mission, I'm going to the other side. So you're gonna have that in your walk. You're gonna have Sam Ballot telling you that you don't know what you're doing, then he's gonna to try to distract you, just stay on course, amen? amen? But Matthew chapter seven, God says, I got a problem with my people. See, we use this scripture as, as a, a, a scripture to differentiate ourselves with those people, but this is us, okay? Let's look at this, Matthew chapter seven and verse six. Give not that which is holy unto dogs. I've seen people in church, you know, that's why they don't understand, Yana, they, they're not us. You know, they, they look at them, they don't, they still going out and doing all kind of, you know, don't, don't talk to them, that's us. God's trying to give us holy things and we're acting like dogs. Yeah, it's not food. The swine's mind is on food. How do we have the audacity to think that God's pearls could be obtained without a washing of us? God will try to give us a, a nugget of gold, of his wisdom, and we got a swine's mind. How could we ever think we can understand that? And then we have the audacity to believe that we don't need to be cleaned up or changed in order to receive the gold, or in this case, the pearl. Amen? we must allow God to adjust the swine mind in us so we may comprehend the value of the pearl. See, when we really value God and value his relationship, we will hold on to that. We won't sell it. We won't give it away. We will hold it with everything we have. And that's what God wants us to do. Right now, our swine mind won't let us appreciate the value of a total commitment to God. But, oh, that swine mind is leaving us. Amen? Amen. Come on, y'all. Amen. It's leaving us. Yeah. Yeah. It's leaving us. Because now we're starting to appreciate it a little more. Not because we're great. Not because we, It's because we choose. And God takes over. Yeah. We don't get off the train when, when, when you hear a strange noise. You stay on the train. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we were in Dallas on the plane. The plane had a chemical spill. <laughs> That's enough to make a man who, of fear, get off a plane. Amen. Amen. And, then, and then they told us, uh, well, we had to get some kitty litter. Man, Amen. some kitty litter? Amen. You mean you're going to keep the plane from blowing up with some kitty litter? <laughs> but you stay on the plane like what's called the comfort zone. I know God moves you out of your comfort zone. The only progress you've ever made was because he moved you out of your comfort zone. See, some people, some people like being average. Oh, it's my average life. You know, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to go 9 to 5. I'm supposed to do this. Everything's fine. And you know, I get my two weeks. I get a 3% raise. I wish somebody would give me a 3% raise. All right, man, three, gas went up five. Think about this. I got, you get a 3% raise. The cost of living is 18%. What did they do? They just gave you enough money to come back to work. That's all they did. Oh, we got a 3% raise. Maybe in my mind, I, I just don't think like that. But what we have to understand is God wants us for a reason and a purpose, but we got to trust Him. Amen? Amen. He's going to take you out of your comfort zone, y'all, because that's where success is, that's where progress is. And so, but when your comfort zone becomes a hindrance to your process, you must be willing to step out on faith. Amen? Amen? You must be willing to trust Him. See, uh, uh, you've got to step out on the faith in God that'll never fail. See, that's what we're talking about, stepping out on faith. Some people think faith is some mystical, mythical, magical air in the, you know, puff cloud or something. No, it's solid. It's the evidence of things not seen. So you step out on a God who never fails. You step out on a God who cannot leave you or forsake you. Amen? He said you step out on a God. Go to, go to Philippians 1. You step out. On the faith in a God, let's go to Philippians chapter 1. And this is what we as a really But let me tell you something. If it was up to you, Christ wouldn't have come. If it was up to you, Christ didn't need to come and die. It's not up to you. Your power is n- you can't do it. You just have to choose. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, I need you to have faith in this. Being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until when? The day of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? Amen. So when you fall down, when you mess up, when you break the 18,000 promise you made God, he said, you choose me? Stay with me. thought I'd be further along by now. Do you know how much mud you had on you? But I've been through the car wash four times. You still need to go. So just let God work out your plan. Amen? It'll be all right. God is not going to leave you, y'all. Amen? But we must stop leaving God. Stop getting off the bus. Stay on the bus. He said, don't let the trials and tribulations that come with your glorious transformation cause you to miss the blessings of God. That's what the trials and tribulations do. It's part of this transformation. Of course, his ways are not our ways. And be all right with that. But God, I can't see. Close your eyes. Close your eyes and pray you'll see. You keep looking. Because well, you've already determined where he's going to take you. He says, I, that's, that ain't where you're going. That's not where you're going. Okay? But you said you were going to save me. Yes, but that ain't where you're going. You said you were going to help me. Yes, but that's not that destination I have for you. So no, I'm not taking you there. And if you're mad at me because I'm not taking you to hell, you got a problem with me. God said that would kill you. I'm not taking you there. You chose me. Let me, let me drive. What's that old stupid bump up sticker? <laughs> God is my co-pilot. Get out the car. I don't even want to be near a car who's got that on their monger sticker. They swear they're, they're a Christian. God is my co-pilot, man. Let him go. Because mm. that means an idiot is driving. Mm. Let God do what he does best. Transforming a sinner to a saint. Taking the hopeless to, to a position of, of of, what do you call it? Prosperity. Not just material things, but a soul. Your soul is prosperous. And so he'll take you there. But because we don't know where there is, we'll be all right. When you're a little, when you're a little kid, you don't know how to get there. So why are we bothering God about the trip? Sit in the back seat, let him go. And he might say, OK, now I need you to stop yelling. Now, we're going to pull over for a minute. I need you to, you know, we gonna take care of your business while we're here now, because we ain't stopping. That's the only thing you got to do with this trip. Just keep choosing to obey who's driving. Amen? Amen. You know, when you're sick, don't you know sometimes you got to take a bitter thing, but you do it anyway? Why? For the promise and proven result. How many people have had something like, like some people call it bitter brew. Some people call it grapefruit delight. Some people call some things like acharnation golden seal and and, and, and myrrh and and all of those tasty little herbs. You take it because you got confidence in the result. So when God takes you through a bitter experience, do you have confidence in the result? If you do, you'll stay on the train. So if God is giving you this bitter brew, rest assured, it'll make you well. It will. Don't sit there, I don't want it. It's just nasty. I don't want to go through this trial. (laughs) Grow up. (laughs) We say in the men's meeting, man up. You got to take that. Take that bit of brew. Stop being a little, one of them. (laughs) But anything God gives you, there's mercy in it. God knows it doesn't taste good. Why? He is familiar (laughs) with all of our trials and our tribulations. He suffered through them all. He was a little boy one time, wasn't he? But he trusted in the result. He trusted in the one that told him. He trusted in his God. So when he got on that cross, he trusted in his father. He said, Father, Father, all right, all right. This is the plan. I'm trusting in it. And he said, it is finished. He knew the plan was finished. It was a hard plan wasn't it? Anybody been on a cross lately? I don't see any thorns on your head. Your beard looks, you don't see any of that, do you? But he trusted in the result. He trusted in the one who was planning and driving and giving him strength for the plan. This is what we must do. Romans chapter 5, and we'll close. God says, if I'm taking you through it, remember there's no good thing that I'm holding from you. He said, remember, if I'm taking you through it, I'm right there with you. If I'm taking you through it, it's a necessary trial. And as soon as you learn it, because you know we can ex- extend the trial because we, we get upset about it. Then we get off the bus. And we get off the bus too early. And then we, <laughs> I don't want to do this. And bus bus go. Yeah. Bus gone. And then you realize that five miles on a bus is different than five miles walking. <laughs> and you say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to get back on the bus. And another bus comes, pick you up. Stay on the bus. That you died for my sins, I accept your position in my life. That's a faith walk, right? But that's the first faith walk. Amen? He said, uh, uh, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith and to the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in what? Tribulation also, knowing that tribulation does something that we need. It worketh patience. And patience experience. And experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So we rejoice in tribulation because it's a, trans- it's a transformation. Stop thinking of it as a tribulation. Think of it as your transformation, the process of he's changing you from dirt to gold. And guess what? It takes a little, little activity to do that, doesn't it? When you make a pearl, when the little shell makes a pearl, it's a, little, it's a whole lot of actions going on in there. And sometimes you don't even see it. If you, unless you read about it, anybody ever stopped and watched a pearl be made? You ain't got that kind of time, do you? You don't even know what it looks like. But all oh, when it's finished, it comes out of pearl, amen? God is trying to get us that way. He's trying to mold us, but we got to endure. We got to make the choice every day to let him do what he does. Stop getting in the way of the Holy Ghost. When Stephen told the church, he said, you always resist the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost was trying to transform the church. It was trying to show them the error of their ways, but they were so holy, they couldn't hear it. And then what happened? AD, 30, uh, AD 70 happened. Church got so holy, blood ran down the, the steps. Something happened, a disaster, everybody come to the church. And, they, and they, the, the Romans circled the, 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 the city and everybody ran to the temple. Why? Because the temple was going to save us. Mm-hmm. They didn't believe. The holy, the holy Ghost was trying to tell them this was going to happen, don't do this but they rejected the Holy Spirit. So when we come into a trial or a tribulation and we come into a situation where God is trying to mold and change us, we should just say yay and amen. Amen. Don't argue with it. We get so mad about it. Some of us have been through a few things. I have argued and we got to all get to that because God will send you somebody you know has no sense at all to tell you something that makes all the sense in the world. And you got to be willing to say amen. amen. But you got to humble yourself too because you had already made a, a, a declaration in your soul that you knew more than that person. Obviously, that person is not of my caliber. How dare she come and tell me this thing? My God can speak to me. God said, I'm trying to speak to you now, man. I sent my agent to you. Stop trying to identify the agents of God outside the word of God. The God will tell you if it's the devil. The spirit will tell you if that's the devil. If God don't tell you that's the devil, you better have your ears open. Mm. Amen? Yeah. Sometimes a child can do that, can't they? Yes. Yeah. I've heard some wisdom come from little babies. Yeah. Because I was too stubborn to listen to grown folks. No. Mm. So when you say you're walking, you, you, you say keep going. 10 years ago, oh, I knew we was going to, on the path. Keep going. Oh, 20 years ago, man, you please. All oh, y'all wrong. We the only ones right. I know none of y'all have been through been that. You remember that, y'all know? And, if, and if we, we hung a sign that said, if I become, have I become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. Meaning that everything out of my mouth was the truth. Oh, Lord, thank you for mercy. Oh, Lord, thank you for mercy. And all the things that we ask for with an unconverted heart, he said no. We thank him so much for that. Because if God would have given us what we asked for, it would have just solidified in our minds that we were God and beside us, there was no other. You yeah, have mercy for God is. So don't get mad at God because he withhold something that your unconverted heart asked for. Why do not he let him your heart. We choose God and God will help us. When we fall, we won't be utterly cast down. He said, I'll uphold you with my hand. So let God uphold you. Amen? Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for the choice that you give us. You said, choose you this day who you will serve. Father, we choose you as much as we know about you, Lord. When we make that statement, we choose you. Father, we don't know you enough to know what that means, but you told us to choose you, so here we are. Thank you for your spirit that gave us that inclination. Father, we ask this, that on this road of, of, of molding, of transforming us into what you want us to be, help us to stay on that bus. Help us not to get off too early. Help us to trust you no matter what we think we see. For Father, you're God. You're our protector, you're our provider, Lord. You said no good thing will be withheld from us. You said you would be with us. You would never leave us. Let us have that faith in you.